Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. You can find more of them like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcast. Simply search the KYMN Radio Podcast. Woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil sends the beast with wrath because he knows the time is short. Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number. Its number is 666. I left alone. My mind was blank. I needed time to think to get the memories from my mind. What did I see? What I saw that night was real and not just fantasy Just what I saw in my old dreams Were the reflections of my woman staring back at me
I think I have made it abundantly clear in other editions of the show that birthdays are a big deal to me. As tomorrow is promised to nobody, I believe every trip around the sun needs to be celebrated, and I think everybody should have one day a year when they are lavished with love and appreciation. Some people choose not to really celebrate or even enjoy their birthdays, and they all have their reasons, but this is a foreign concept to me. As human beings, we all need love, and what better day to receive that than on the anniversary of the day you showed up on this planet? Now, there are friends, and then there are good friends. And there are good friends, and then there are best friends. And there are best friends, and then there are those people that your soul just connects with. Call it what you want. Soulmates, sister from another mister, brother from another mother. Those are the people with whom you can share anything, disagree with at any turn, and know they are still going to want to talk to you in 20 minutes, and just sit with in silence for any moment of time. Those are the people for whom you would do anything, the people you actively look out for, and care deeply for their well-being. My co-host, Daniel G. Moyer, is my brother. He's one of those guys. We have known each other for, it will be 34 years in September. For three decades, he has been my best friend, my closest confidant, that one guy who probably understands me better than almost everybody, and hopefully, I have been the same thing to him. He's the guy for whom I would do just about anything, and that includes putting a show together like this one. You see, today, July 29th, is Danny's birthday, and I wanted to do something nice for him. He's one of those people who doesn't like to celebrate his birthday, but he's my brother, and I intend to celebrate him. I love him, and I want to do something unique for him. Regular listeners of this show will know that while we agree on quite a bit when it comes to music, we do have some passionate disagreements, probably none bigger than Iron Maiden. Danny loves Iron Maiden. I have stopped just short of... Actually, you know what? That's not true. I have essentially banned Iron Maiden from this show. I do not like Iron Maiden. I do not appreciate the music. But seeing as how it's my brother's birthday, I thought, what the hell? Let's do an Iron Maiden show. So tonight, we are going to explore the strange music of what is undeniably Britain's most popular heavy metal band. We're going to talk about all the literary references and dual and sometimes triple guitar attack. And yes, we are even going to talk about that grotesque yet brilliant piece of marketing they call Eddie. For Danny's birthday, we are going to celebrate the music of Iron Maiden. My name is Rich Larson. His name is Daniel G. Moyer. That's Eddie. This is the weekly list. Well, good evening, everybody. You're listening to AM 1080 and FM 95.1 KYMN Radio in beautiful downtown Northfield, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us. For a very special edition of the weekly list. <laughs> Happy birthday, Danny. Man, you floor me, dude. Yeah, I, I, after all of the history and this kind of stuff, and yeah. this is this is not just a recent thing. No. Because No, this goes back at least a decade. Oh, at least at that. Because I remember being um we were in Beloit. Yeah. Beloit, we were, Wisconsin we were, to go see the Dave Matthews yes, band at yes, Alpine. Yes. And and so I was like, okay, you got to hear this. And I think I played a little bit of Run to the Hills. It was Run to the Hills. Yeah, and you just went, oh, hell no. <laughs> exactly right. And I'm like utterly confused by this. <laughs> I see, that's the thing. 
I don't think I don't even think Iron Maiden is is like your absolute favorite band. No, no, if they're you, not. But I think it just really bugs you that I don't like them. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's really it. So I mean, the fact that. Um, for a birthday present, you gave me an Iron Maiden show to do. Is <laughs> I honestly, for the people that are listening, I had no idea what today's topic or what tonight's topic was going to be until just a couple minutes ago when yeah, I walked yeah, in the studio. Danny, Danny came into the show cold. I actually recorded the first song and the intro before he got here. I haven't even heard it yet. Yeah, so yeah. you you have now heard something that I, at least in the past, have yet to hear. <laughs> right, right. So, so, yeah. Now I'm a little nervous. Oh, don't, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. no, no, no. I trust you, Rich. Don't do that. Uh, you know, happy birthday. Hey, thanks, man. That's right. that's really, you know, you start to get to be my age. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you are, can we, t- can we say how old you are? Sure. You are huh? 54 years old. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, when this airs, I will be 54. You, congratulations. Hey, thanks. You know, the, the nice part is, is I never thought I'd live past 30, so I figured yeah, this is well, pretty good. Yeah. I haven't of, trusted myself in 24 years, though, because you don't trust anybody over 30. Exactly. Never trust anyone over 30. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So, well, happy birthday. Hey, thanks, man. All right. It was wonderful. Wow. The first song we heard tonight, not the number you, of the beast, number of the beast, which uh, was the only way to open this show. And it really kind of is. I, I I had to do some research, okay. which which pained me a little bit. <laughs> this is great. Now I get to. I mean, I've I've read on all this kind of stuff. We so are we are you and I are actually going to spend the next whatever ninety minutes actually talking, talking about, about Iron Maiden. Maiden. Uh, I first heard, I heard that song and I thought, is that Vincent Price doing that voiceover? No, and it's not. It's a guy named uh, Barry. So. Yeah, he's a BBC actor. Okay. Well, and it turns out that they actually did ask Vincent Price to yeah, do it. Yeah, they did. And he wanted 25,000 pounds yep. to do it. So Which is said, a lot of money, especially when this came out. In this 1982? Yeah, 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 1982. A lot of money. Yeah, this was actually their third album, if, if memory yes. serves me right. Because yep. there's Iron Maiden, and then there's Killers. Yep. And... The Number of the Beast album is actually the first one with Bruce Dickinson. Yes, it is. The very, very first yes, one. Yes, it is. And they, before that, they had um, a lead singer who drank a lot. Uh, <laughs> and and, and did, did quite a bit of coke. Quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and he had much more of a punk rock mm-hmm. sound. I mean, if you listen to the first Iron Maiden album and Killers. We're going to hear a little bit from, yeah. from Paul. Is it Diano? Paul Diano. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a great vocalist, and those two albums are completely unique. Yeah. They still sound like Iron Maiden, but mm-hmm. this was the first one where Bruce Dickinson, who everybody recognizes as like the voice, and it's he's got a more operatic style of his vocal delivery than Paul ever did. One of the things I intensely dislike <laughs> about Iron Maiden is Bruce Dickinson's voice. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and we'll talk about him on some of these, oh, yeah. these tracks, because oh, yeah. there's a lot of his stuff that goes into this. Mm-hmm. Um and some interesting things that people just don't expect about him yeah. that I think is really fun. I, I don't know much about Bruce Dickinson, so okay. you can enlighten me. Okay. Uh, one of the things I learned uh, this week, or this actually, I've, I've been having to put this together for about a month because oh, wow, I've had man. to educate. I've had to. I've this. had to really educate myself on 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 you know Maiden. Yeah. And uh, uh, one of the things I learned is that uh, most of these songs are written by the bass player. Yeah, Steve, Steve Harris. Harris. Yeah, he's yeah. he's written most of these. The number of the beast. Um, a lot of people, I think, accuse Iron Maiden of being a satanic band. Yeah, the song got them in a little trouble. A little bit, because, I mean, it 666. Now, and I know that some people really get freaked out by that number. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, I'm one of them, by the well, way. Well, I know. Yeah. And in Revelations, this is a band that is well-read. Mm-hmm. They're very well-read. Um, 
But in Revelations, that number was always somehow associated with Nero. Um, and so I, I think that that was kind of some of it. And when Steve Harris talked about the song, writing the number of the beast, he said that, and it was, he gets all kind of metaphysical and he said that they felt like a presence in the room. And so that's why he wrote this as a kind of way to ward off evil spirits. So. I thought he just had a bad dream after watching uh, the yeah. omen. Yeah, it was stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's, he's elaborated over the years too, yeah, Okay, you know, yeah. which is how that, I, yeah, there was yeah. a book. There's been a couple biographies on the band that I've read, and they talk about it, and it's a couple different accounts and mm-hmm. stuff. So, it's, mm-hmm. anyhow, that's right. the number of the beast. Right. So, uh, the, the next song is a song from the very next album, yeah, Peace, Peace of, of Mind, Mind. Uh, called "The Trooper." Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that uh, to me, maybe the most the most famous picture of Eddie. Eddie, mm-hmm. of course, is the mascot. That the, right. the reason I think Iron Maiden is so popular <laughs> is straight up marketing because everyone thinks Eddie is l- really fun to look at, and so the, he's on hey, all their he's on all their album covers, and so people think Iron Maiden's so cool because of Eddie. Whatever. The most iconic <laughs> picture of Eddie, actually, I think, is the. Oh, the cover of a uh, piece of my art, or, or, or at least the cover uh, of the, the single, the, the, the single of the trooper, yeah, where, where he's 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 hunched over and he's coming right at you. He's holding the Union Jack. And, yeah, 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 you know. And um, I know that Iron Maiden looked a lot at World War One, World War Two battle stuff, mm-hmm. and so that's where some of these things come from. The trooper. This is from. Uh, this is based on Lord Tennyson's uh, Charge mm-hmm. of the Light Brigade, which yep. is from the Crimean War. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, and I know this because I looked it up. Good for you. I, Good I for had you. to do. I had to do my research, man. See, you get so. a little bit of history, and you get a little bit of poetry in some of these. And... Oh God, just don't even. Let, <laughs> let, let's not overinflate this. <laughs> let's <stuff. laughs> rock out, kids. <laughs> from 1983 and their uh, Peace of Mind album. This is Iron Maiden with the Trooper. On 95.1 KYMN, The Eddy. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
from the Power Slave album, 1984, that was Aces High, which uh, evidently is a song about a Royal Air Force pilot fighting the Battle of Britain. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, you know, and now you can start talking. Well, we're going to have to cut that whole front bit. I'm going to have to cut the the word I just said. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was um, well. The thing that a lot of people don't really know about uh, Bruce Dickinson, giant fan of pilots. Yeah, oh. I mean he's a pilot himself. Okay, and there was one time. I mean, I, he's got a really fantastic autobiography that I read a number of years ago called "What Does This Button Do?" <laughs> um, and it's written with very much a British sense of humor mm-hmm. and kind of a, a, a British mindset. This this band is quintessentially British in my mind. Anyhow, he has got his pilot's license, so many different things. He actually seriously has a uh he he's flown for british airways is that right yeah i mean british airways he's been the pilot the commercial pilot where people like you and i just hop on the plane and he flies so does he uh when when iron maiden tours in their 747 with eddie he's the pilot does he is he really he is honest to god that's crazy there's a fantastic documentary about their tours and stuff called flight 666 (laughs) of course okay And it and the name of the plane is called Ed Force One, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> and it's got a picture of Eddie on the tail, yeah. and it's got all their logos yeah. and stuff. And it's a seven forty seven. And what they wound up doing is they figured out that to keep their touring going, they've got their entire PA, their entire sound system that are loaded on that plane, and the passengers are all the road crew mm-hmm. and the band and everything like that. So if that plane goes down, it's, it's <laughs> Iron over. Maiden is it's so over. gone; it's not even funny. <laughs> Um, but the entire band is on there and Bruce is one of the pilots and he follows all that kind of, and this is why Iron Maiden is so huge worldwide, because if you see that documentary, they go to places that no band has ever gone because they can, they're on the road all the time. Yeah. I mean, they literally, you know, these places in Argentina that no Western band has ever gone to, they've flown in. And so when they're playing, they're playing to a hundred thousand people. Yeah, I mean, imagine that. Yeah, and it's because they've got their own way to get there. They don't have to worry about commercial flights and touring and all that right, kind of stuff. Right. They just, hey, you know what? Let's go to who knows where, India, and yeah. they just go. Yeah, let's so go, let's go play Bangladesh. Yeah, you yeah. know how yeah. many how many um, British or American bands can say that they've done that? We call a world tour. Canada, United States, maybe a little bit in Europe, but that's you about it. You do Western Europe, you do South America. You maybe. Do, you, a world tour would include Australia. Yeah. You know. Iron, be, yeah. Iron Maiden, they're like, well, that's a good starting place. It's a nice jumping <laughs> off place. Right. And people will literally quit their jobs to go you know, to see an Iron Maiden show. Mm. They will literally do that because they'll play in these remote areas, and they do. Yep. So you're very clearly a fan of Bruce Dickinson. I do. I like him. Yeah. I'm. I mean, his voice... It's it's very operatic. He's very skilled in that, but you have to get used to it a little bit. Um, and this is heavy, hard rock. Mm-hmm. And for me, Iron Maiden, I grew up studying classical music. Yeah. And for me, I get a lot of the same emotional response to this music as I get from classical music. I hear you talk about uh, metal and classical music all the time. And I, Maiden, I can, Iron Maiden, I'll get behind. Mm-hmm. 
some of that. I, but a lot of these guys, I think you give them way too much credit. Well, but I mean, if you listen to this material, there's tempo changes, there's time signature yeah. changes. They play in unusual time signatures. They also play with a, a unique set of chords that a lot of heavy metal might just go your standard right. one four five blues bass. You're right. There's nothing about this that I would call. You're absolutely right. Gut bucket and, blues and, bass. No, and and they they quite often they play with uh, by eschewing melody altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Which, well, okay. <laughs> Well, you know, there's there's some a little bit of twelve tone, eight tonal stuff that happens. Yeah, you know, and I love the some of the sense of dissonance, and then they they put suspensions in there in some of the songs just to kind of get a little bit of a riveting thing to it. Some anyway, Bruce Dickinson, we were talking about, and he wasn't always the the lead singer of Iron Man. No, he was not. Yeah, there was this Paul Diano guy who actually yeah. was the first guy, and he made their first two albums. Right, right. Iron Maiden and Killers. Yes, and and there's a song on Iron Maiden called Iron, Iron Maiden. Maiden. So Iron Maiden by Iron Maiden from Iron Maiden. Right. That's it's kind of like uh, talk 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 by talk by the talk it, talk by, or uh, from living the album, in a talk, box talk. by living in a box from living right. in a box. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, this is Iron Maiden. It's a little bit of a heavier thing. And anybody I've seen Iron Maiden play twice now. Mm-hmm. Um, both times fantastic. Mm-hmm. And their mascot Eddie comes that, out during this song. That's when they bring him out. Yeah, and it's towards the end, and everybody that loves the band everybody that's seen the band as soon as you hear the first note you're looking <laughs> and they've got three guitarists yep and you see them all kind of dueling mm-hmm. with eddie you know mm-hmm. and running between his legs and trying to stab him with their guitars i mean it's <laughs> it's cheesy heavy metal i'll grant you that and it's there's a how much how much well, it, this isn't fair because uh, Spinal Tap came out in 82. I was going to say how much of Spinal Tap is based on Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden it, was only popular since 1980. So Yeah, I mean, um, it's but. it's tough to say. I mean, it, all of these things in the heavy metal genre all play together. I mean, yeah. it's it's Spinal Tap, of course, was brilliant. And everything that happens in Spinal Tap is true. It's based on reality. Yes. I mean, it was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers that got lost backstage. I mean, that's that's fact. Um, so there's a little bit of that. And, I mean, Iron Maiden was part of the new wave of British heavy metal, and it was a lot based on horror metal and comic books mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a very nerdy band. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> very nerdy band, and I love them for well, it. We're going to bring out Eddie here. This is uh, from their debut album, Iron Maiden, 1980. This is Iron Maiden. On FM 95.1 KYMN, The One.
a dark road at night or strolling through the park When the light begins to change I sometimes feel a little strange A little anxious when it's dark Fear of the dark Fear of the dark a constant fear that something's always near Fear of the dark Fear of the dark I have a phobia that someone's always there
That was the title track from 1992's Fear of the Dark album. This was the last one to feature Bruce Dickinson. Um, Where he took a sabbatical. Yeah, he took a sabbatical, and Blaze Blaley came and took over vocals for two albums. And quite honestly, those two albums are... Not good? They're not great. Let me put it to you this way. They're not going to be... I think one's called Virtual... Uh, virtual nine or mm-hmm. th- those are really not i've heard them a couple of times and that's really been fine with me mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know i mean yeah. he's got a good voice it's just not the right right thing and then dickinson later came back um and rejoined the band with um uh the album um brave new world he's been back in the band now for 22 years yeah. which is longer than he was in the band the first in the time. first time yeah yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah, but yeah, Fear of the Dark. Now, for anybody who's seen them live, that song is mesmerizing live because everybody will take their cell phones and turn the can or turn the light on. Mm-hmm. And so, when you've got a room of twenty thousand people and everybody mm-hmm. turns that on, it mm-hmm. starts to light up the whole room, sure. and it's just magical. And then everybody, because if you're going to go see Iron Maiden live. You know this band really well. You know all the lyrics. You're a diehard fan. Probably. And they'll all sing along with the fear of the dark, you know, the quiet pitch. There is a very passionate Mm -hmm. Iron Maiden fan base. Oh, no kidding. I don't think there's a whole lot of you, but the, the, the lot of you are ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I will say this. You and I go to a lot of shows. Yes. And, you know, sometimes you see people wearing the the T-shirt of the band when mm-hmm. they're seeing there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times they won't because that might be seen as a little bit mm-hmm. uncool or whatever. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this, mm-hmm. that when I've seen Iron Maiden, the percentage of people that are wearing an Iron Maiden shirt at the time of that show... I'm going to guess that it's probably 95%. How many of them are wearing like the, the, the black leather thing with the spikes not on Not as many as you would think. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not like that. You'll just see people that are looking very normal. I mean, they're probably accountants. Um, they could be... Whatever. At whatever. But you're just, they're just wearing an Iron Maiden shirt. And I've seen all ages there. I've yeah. seen 10-year-old kids. And I've seen people that are in their late 60s, early 70s. Well, I mean, it spans so many places. I know that you folks are your own little tribe. Yeah, it and, is. Like, you identify each other. Like, speaking of tribes, we were at a Dave Matthews show. Same thing. Um, and and it you you very famously were wearing your Iron Maiden That's shirt. That's right. And I was wearing my cowboy hat. And by the way... Only one of us were approached by a whole bunch of girls asking us if we could wear that that item. Well, that's true. Yes. yes. I but, did not have the girls approaching however, me. However, but, you were approached by plenty of guys saying, yep. yo, Iron Maiden, dude. Exactly. And remember, <laughs> I even said, the Iron Maiden shirt plays. Two other guys. <laughs> yes. I will say that the Iron Maiden audience is probably singularly male, largely. So it's kind of like a harder version of Rush. <laughs> I mean, you, you really, I mean, Iron Maiden and Rush can in some ways delve from the same group. I mean, we're all a bunch of geeks and nerds and all that kind of stuff. And But there's there's a, both bands have something very in common, and it's a very literary base. Yes. You know, a lot of poetry, a lot of literature majors seem to gravitate to either Rush or Iron Maiden. So I'm more on the Rush side of things. I understand yeah. that. Okay. Uh, guess what time it is? 
it's time. <laughs> now I'm nervous because I just realized it's haiku corner time. And haiku rich, as you are known famously across the land, are now going to deliver some haikus. And now I am actually nervous. We have we have four. Today. We have four. We have not four 666. Or... No, 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 not even six. Just just four. Just four. Okay. okay. Lay right. it on me, brother. Iron Maiden is not my favorite band, old friend. But I sure love you. Oh, God. Number of the Beast. I mean, come on. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously? Be more creative. (laughs) I'm going to say that again because I feel like you you screwed up. I'm sorry. I blew the rhythm. Number of the Beast. I mean, come on. Don't do that. Be more creative. (laughs) (laughs) That thing with the head and no nose kind of decayed. Eddie is just gross. (laughs) (laughs) However, for you and the friendship we have shared, I'll run to the hills. Oh, man. (laughs) Don't cry. (laughs) Hey, man, there's no crying in metal. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it happen so many times. All right, let's get the basic stuff out of the way first. Danny. Yes, sir. Are you fully vaccinated? Yes, sir, I am. You are. Well, good for you. You don't believe you've been microchipped? You don't don't think you're magnetic? You haven't bought into all the ridiculous nonsense out there about the vaccines? I've really been hoping, though, because, you know, like, (laughs) I really want those wings, man. And now I I want, like, bat wings because of my thing with talons and stuff. But, no, there's no microchip. There's no DNA change. There's just saving yourself from a killer disease right that's what it is this is a plague the vaccines are it is a plague the vaccines are only helpful yeah so if you're vaccinated then when you go to imminent brewing Mm -hmm. we want to thank imminent brewing for sponsoring the show we want to thank lauren Derek meyer for for making the weekly list possible thank you very much we love you all very very kind very much so if you're vaccinated when you go to imminent brewing you don't have to wear a mask danny yes sir do you believe that the pandemic is over and 100% behind us? Not by a long shot. You, not till we hit herd immunity and every person has been fully vaccinated. But that's believe, my belief. Do you believe in the Delta variant and how truly dangerous that yes, thing I is? Yes, I do. Yes. And more variants to come. Me too. So does the management at Imminent Brewing. Now, I know we were supposed to be pretty much done with this thing by now, right? Mm-hmm. But, but look. I mean, here it is. Like, there's this new Delta variant, uh, uh, COVID nineteen, that, that's running rampant all over the place. It, for, yep. I, I mean, like, it's in it. All cases are going up in every state right now. Yeah. Because of the Delta variant, and by the way, it's all unvaccinated people. Yeah, exactly. It, like ninety nine percent of the people getting sick. Oh, it is. Are, and and almost a hundred percent of the people in hospitals. Yeah. Are unvaccinated. Um, it's making us nervous over at Imminent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Eminent's going to ask those of you who are not fully vaccinated, and by fully vaccinated, I mean two weeks removed from the shot that would uh, complete the vaccine cycle, then we are going to ask you to wear a mask. Now, As it should be. Now, there's no way to enforce that rule. So it comes down to personal responsibility. You can be a jerk and say that you're vaccinated when you're not, but, but what does that say about your character and your integrity? And you're also putting yourself at risk. 
Yeah. You flat out are. Yeah. There's no two ways around yeah. it. You, you wearing the mask, if you haven't been vaccinated, that's more for your protection are than you, it is are, for are us. Are you a parent and you're not vaccinated? Think about that for a yeah. second. Okay. You're going to bring that, you could bring that home to your kids. You could bring that home to your grandmother. Think uh, about it. No one is going to ask you if you're vaccinated when you come to imminent brewing. If you aren't going to wear a mask, we're just going to assume that you are. And if you're going to lie about it, well, then, you know, you're just going to have to live it's with yourself. It's on you, man. Yeah. And, and be safe and, and, and God bless. All right. Anyway, um, I would say we're like 92% back to business as usual at this point. I mean, they're still operating at uh, about 90% capacity. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but live music has been back, and we're going to talk yeah. more about that next week. Also, you know who else is back? Who else is back? Dogs. Dogs, really? Dog, your dog. Is I can't, one, so can, Brubeck? Brubeck can come. Yeah, well, uh, eh, I'm not sure about well, Brubeck, but because yeah. you got to be like you got to be a well-behaved dog, and you got to be well-behaved. But well, I he mean, just he just doesn't he, like anybody except for you and I, Leiden, though. And well, Gavin. there's a couple people. He doesn't like me. No, he doesn't. He bit and you once. That, dogs love. He's more than once. He bit well, me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm dogs sorry. love me, and Brubeck hates me. So well. yeah, yeah. Anyway, your dog is once again welcome to be in the tap room as long as you and your pooch follow the the posted rules. Yeah, and you know why Brubeck hates you? Because I'm huge. Well, no, it's because you don't like Iron Maiden. He's he's an Iron Maiden dog. He's the Iggy Pop of dogs. Yes, he is. No question. Dragon Squirrel Juicy IPA. Wolf Creek IPA. Question Mark Hill Wheat. Zombie Palm Sour Ale. Zombie? Oh, that's perfect for this show. <laughs> Go for the Gosa. Gateway Cream Ale. Pineapple Mountain Wheat, which is what is in your growler today. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, food trucks are yet to be announced uh, for this weekend, but uh, they only work with the best, so I promise whoever's there when you go, they'll have great food. Imminent Brewing is open 4 to 8 on Thursdays, 4 to 9 on Fridays, 2 to 9 on Saturdays, and 2 to 7 on Sundays, except not, well, no, I, I, I take that back. There's no exception. i got to remember to take that out next time. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's no exceptions. As always, all the information uh, that you need can be found on their website at imminentbrewing.com. Com. That's fantastic. All of the different flavors that they've got. I mean, I know, man. unbelievable. Yeah, they, they do they, such a good job. The brew house is really, they're, they're killing it lately. They're, they're yeah. doing a really good job. Yeah, they are. A couple of sours. The, 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 uh, there's nothing dark, which is, you know. Well, it's more, dark is more of a winter. Well, it's more, it's more comfort beer. And, and, yeah. and this is not a comfort beer time of year, but like they've had some really lighterish dark beers. Yeah. Nice summer. And, and the, the, Porch is open outside. The patio, and, and patio. You know, they've got they've got they've got this new canopy over the uh, mm -hmm. over the patio. That's just it's really cool. It, it, it for as hot as it's been uh, this summer, that thing has been very very helpful. It's been really nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Get yeah. yourself a cold one and sit out at imminent Indeed. and yeah. enjoy the day. Exactly. Summer's still going, folks. So uh, yeah. soak it up. Wasted years, oh, kind yeah. of the uh, the the unofficial pop anthem of I Iron Maiden. Well, this of all of their material, this would be the one that I would say is most top forty ish, <laughs> you know, catchy itch. Um, There's a little bit of melody to this song. The, well, yeah, this was largely written by Adrian Smith, mm -hmm. and Adrian Smith, I think he left probably the year before Bruce Dickinson did, okay. and that's why the Brave New World was so important because both, not only did Bruce Dickinson come back, but Adrian Smith came back as right. well. And Adrian's got a real pop sensibility to how he plays. Um, his 
phrasing. I can always tell when he's playing a lead guitar line sure. because it's very, very catchy. It's very hummable. It's very melodic. It's very melodic. And this song, Wasted Years, is about how, you know, don't spend all your time, you know, wasting, you know, your precious time that you've got, you know, because then you're just going to sit back and you're going, oh, wasted years, you know. Yeah. Um, which is a pretty common sentiment, but right. this is really a catchy right. song. And I, I was reading that he kind of wrote it when he was super sick of being on tour every yeah. day of his life, and I guess the band wasn't getting together very well, or yeah. go, getting along very well either, and it's just, yeah. So. And I think he stuck it out for an album or two. I think mm-hmm. he was there for Seventh Son, which yep. we're not playing anything from. And then I think it was after... <laughs> Uh, the next album, which was um, what, what no should I, what should I have played from Seventh Son? I mean, I, I Seventh Son is a tough one because I think that among it's the album is called Seventh Son of the Seventh Son, right? Yeah, and okay. I mean it's got a lot of songs like the Clairvoyant, um, the Evil That Men Do, which is a really good song. Um, I, the Seventh the Seventh Son album is the first one. I think it may be the first one where they ever even introduced a synthesizer to it. Oh, really? Um, to their sound. And I think that a lot of Iron Maiden fans, some of us may actually go, that's one of their probably best albums in terms of, um, it, it's got a big hit single that was big in England called Can I Play With Madness. Okay. So insanely okay. catchy cool. stuff on that anyway. too. But this is Wasted Years off of uh, Somewhere in Time, Somewhere one of in their, time. their albums that dealt with the concept of time and took more of a futuristic look. And the cover kind of reminds me of something from Blade Runner. Cool. Which I like. Okay. Wasted Years. Uh, 95.1 KYMN.
I was run to the hills uh, from the, uh, the the Number of the Beast album in 1982. And it was after hearing Run to the Hills for the first time, I thought, <laughs> I don't like Iron Maiden. <laughs> you are afraid of them, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm afraid of Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Run to the Hills, um, that's a great song. It's also based on history. It is about uh, the American history with Native Americans. Right, the Cree Nation. Yeah. Um, and I, I used to live in Columbus, Ohio, yep. and the Cree tribe came from around that area. And I remember being very fascinated in their story and their history because I went to an outdoor um, theater piece called Tecumseh, who was their, um, right. their chieftain, their leader, you know, one of yeah. their leaders. And it was, it was a terrible story, but it really left an impact. <laughs> um, and this is really a song about that, and it tells from different perspectives, yep. um, from from the the tribe itself, and then also the people that, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, did the massacres and things like that. Yep. So. Anyway, so uh, that was that was Run to the Hills. Now we come to. Uh, the, the, the section of the, the show where we normally we in in you know in one area we'll play two songs. We're only playing one song you this can't next time. Play two and after <laughs> this next song is fourteen minutes long. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and the hardest part for me of putting this show together was finding songs that were short enough to play. <laughs> There's no short songs. <laughs> I mean, there are none. Yeah, so you you only get nine on this show, but but you still get fifty eight minutes of music. Isn't so that amazing? It's just it's something. That's for sure. So this uh, this song is called "Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner," mm-hmm. based on the epic poem by Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Yeah, what Coleridge's you got, um, man? At, up to a point, and this album. Uh, let's see, this is actually from Power Slave. This yeah, song. it is. This song is from Power Slave. Um, up to recent years, this was the longest track that they ever recorded. Mm-hmm. They later on on their last studio album, which was Book of Souls. Um, committed a song called Empire of the Clouds. It's over over 18 minutes. Um, so this is a really long piece. And for those people that are familiar with the poem, mm-hmm. um, this basically goes through the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, it talks about the albatross. and yep. um, Actually, to get a good idea about some of the sense of humor with this band, um, <laughs> they are... Um, they had a T-shirt, and I always regretted that I didn't buy this T-shirt, but it was on their, their website. And it was just a T-shirt that just said, we are not a British heavy metal band. We are albatross salesmen <laughs> from Upton Park. <laughs> and Upton Park is on the east side of London, which is, I mean, it's important to understand that the east um, side of London is different. You know, if you've seen the show EastEnders mm-hmm. on BB- mm-hmm. BBC, yeah. um, it's a different kind of mindset. Right. And for years... Um, uh, East End boys and West End girls. Yeah, but West Ham mm. was the, right. the football yeah. club that yeah. was part of Upton Park. And the last time I was in, in the UK, I went looking for the Doctor Who yeah. shop. Yeah. And it's in Upton Park, and I had to go, oh, this is fantastic. I'm in Iron Maiden land. <laughs> this is where Steve Harris grew up. And I passed by the old stadium oh. um, where West Ham played. And I always thought it was funny. They're called West Ham, but it's on the, the east, east side, side of London. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, But the albatross salesman from, from, from Upton Park, I think that's hilarious. So. All right. So uh, proving that they did their homework in high school. This yeah. is Iron Maiden 
with uh, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. And all of you literature freaks really dig on this one. Or, you know, just endure it. On 95.1 <laughs> KYMN, the world. <laughs> Play it on. 
Hi there. Remember us? We're your hosts of the uh, the, the weekly list. We started that song a couple about days a, ago, about a year ago, and uh, th- that was called uh, "The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner." Just to refresh your memory, we are doing a show about Iron Maiden because today is my dear partner's uh, birthday, and he likes Iron Maiden, so I'm giving him an Iron Maiden show. You know, and I, I, I can't, I'm still stunned. And first of all, <laughs> I will tell you something about this band. This band sold, they've sold up to date 100 million albums. It's pretty good. They've got 16 studio albums, 13 live albums, and it goes without saying that they're all double live albums, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're coming out with their 17th album here. It was just announced, and I think it's Sen, Sensuku. Is the name of it? Okay, I think that's what it's called. I literally just heard this news, and they have a first single called "Writing on the Wall." It's also not going to get played on the radio at all. And one of the things about Iron Maiden is they don't get played on the radio. They don't. They don't at all. They do not get aired on MTV or any video. Well, no one gets aired on MTV. Well, I yeah, but but never, never. And I can pretty much guarantee you that this show. Right now, over the past hour long, we've been playing this show. Um, hour about, 22. So okay, far. hour and 22. Right now, Iron Maiden has received more airplay in the United <laughs> States based upon this one show than they have in the entire 50 states for the past year. I can pretty much safely guarantee that. Yeah, that's 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 saying something, man. Yeah, this is wow. right wow. now. We that's my show that did that too. Yeah, your show. Wow. You know what? I wow. feel like I should send a note onto the. <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. When this gets posted, I'm going to post this on the Iron Maiden fan page. This could actually attract the attention of the band. Think about that. We could be known been, as I've the been, Iron Maiden. I've been ripping on this band for an hour and a half. I hey. Iron Maiden fans take that rip, yeah, and we well, go and say, yeah, up the irons, man. Yeah, okay, well, up you know. the irons, fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, but, mercifully, uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just going to about do it for this year edition of the Weekly List. If you like the show... Uh, Probably. If you do, I love you. I really, really adore you. I love you so much. If you like the show, uh, you can find us. You can podcast us uh, by looking for the KYMN Radio Podcast. Uh, You can stream us from our program page on the KYMN website by going to kymnradio.net and looking for us under the weekly list. Or you can find us on Facebook under... The Weekly List, where I post every new show every Friday, except for last week when I totally forgot about it and didn't yeah, post you until did. Saturday. Yeah. And, it's, and then, um, yeah, and if you, you know, as long as you're on Facebook, go like the KYMN Facebook page. And, and of course, go like the Imminent Brewing Facebook page oh, as well. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Because yeah. they've, they've just now sponsored an Iron Maiden thing. I, I'm suggesting that maybe you somehow sneak this into the playlist of music that's going on at Imminent, and you're looking at me like, no, this is as close as you and I are ever, or that you're ever going to get with this band. Maybe they'll name a beer after Eddie. Oh, they could call it Eddie's Revenge. That doesn't sound good. It would be it would be red. Do you have like a dark red? We have we, yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of red beers that they yeah. Have. That's what you need. No, 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 because anything anything called Eddie's Revenge is going to make it sound like it's going to make you sick. So I yeah. well, Iron Maiden fans would lap that up. I'm just telling you. I would I would buy a whole bunch. Danny, yes, sir. Couple of articles I came across referred to this next song, the final song tonight, as the greatest metal song of all time. Um, couple 
Not just one, not like one person's opinion. Like, was it like Kerrang? Kerrang was yeah. one of them, but uh, uh, there was it, Kerrang is a pretty good magazine. Wikipedia actually, yeah. says, it's it's yeah. a pretty good song. W- Wikipedia said this is probably the greatest metal song of them all, mm. or whoever wrote the Wikipedia entry said that. Um, it's a damn fine one. I would think Metallica fans would have something to say about that. Yeah, they probably would. I mean. The the problem that I have with heavy metal is I think that people get so kind of, you have your band, and that's your band, and to the exclusion of everybody else. Like, if you're a Metallica fan, that means that you hate Megadeth. Yes, that's true. And if you're a Megadeth fan, you hate you Metallica. You hate Metallica. You hate them. Yeah, that's true. And, and then it gets into, But if well, you're an Anthrax fan, you like everybody. Well, I... This is it's a difficult thing for me to say because I like I like both Megadeth and Metallica and I love Iron Maiden and the Scorpions, Judas Priest, all this kind of stuff. Motorhead. We were talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. you know, Lemmy probably hasn't read a whole lot, so he's probably no. not gonna come out with a No, we we're, we're, that know. was the point I wanted to make when you're talking about uh, heavy metal and, and classical music. I wanted to say, yeah, I don't think Lemmy's listened to a whole lot of less in his lifetime. I don't think yeah, Lemmy no, listened to a whole I mean, lot of Vivaldi. No, he's not gonna listen to Vivaldi. He's also probably not gonna re- know who Eugene Ionesco is and right. stuff like that. I mean it's it's you know, um that's just how it is. But um, we get so compartmentalized, I think, in that so much of the world, it seems we get into us and them kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that, that bothers me, really. And, you know, Hallowed Be Thy Name, yeah, you know, Metallica fans may take umbrage at that. And I think that there's room for everybody. Yeah. And I think all of these bands are important. And I, I love this band to death. Um, there's just something about it I can't quite explain. It It touches on my literary interests and that's why I was an English lit major is all of this stuff right. that we're hearing here right. and it's if this introduces anybody Wait, to stuff you were that, a, an English major because of Iron Maiden No not because of Iron Maiden Okay <laughs> I was an English lit major just because I was an English lit major Right I discovered Iron Maiden later okay. I did and Iron Maiden is one of those bands like I said they're not played on the radio they're not you're not going to accidentally bump into Iron Maiden other than this show mm-hmm. you will not so this is a band that its audiences had to seek them out. And there's 100 million albums worldwide that people have sought that out. So this is a very special band, and they have a very special relationship with their audience because of that. So, Their most popular album is probably Number of the Beast. Probably. Uh, like, the most influential album, maybe, yeah. Number of the Beast. And this is the final song yeah. on that album. Uh, it's about a guy who's about to get hung. Or hanged, hanged. The, about to get hanged. Yeah, and uh, it's all very philosophical and and all that stuff. This is hallowed be thy name. So, folks, Rich, I just want to say this is probably one of the greatest birthday <laughs> presents. And you know, uh, wasn't just me, man. There was a lot. Thanks for listening to this KYMN radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN radio podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety, 